0: He's got a beautiful backswing.
1: Dad, oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh.
0: That is amazing. Layup
2: with an iron into the hazard. <laughs> oh my god, you had to deal with the golf course people too. Well, that
1: wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up everybody? Welcome into another edition of The 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. I'm Colby Powell, joined Every week by Taylor Williams and Sam Humphreys. We are the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. GolfOklahoma.org. GolfOklahoma.org right now. Don't forget, go sign up for the newsletter, the email list. Get all of that information sent directly to you. Make it your homepage. GolfOklahoma.org. You can follow us on Twitter at the seventy third hole on Instagram, seventy third. rdhole all right, later on in the show, we are going to preview Mayakoba this week down at El Chameleon Golf Club. Victor Hovland defending he and Abraham Answer amongst the favorites. Abraham Answer, of course, played his golf at the University of Oklahoma. And we teased this on Monday, and we are now thrilled to welcome in the head golf coach at the University of Oklahoma, Ryan Hibble, coming off the big win last week at the East Lake Cup. Coach, we appreciate you taking some time for us today. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Figured we'd all stay indoors on this nice, cold, rainy uh, Oklahoma Wednesday, but <laughs> it was not cold and rainy last week in Atlanta, Georgia, the East Lake Cup. Uh, I mean, that had to feel pretty, pretty good. You get revenge on Pepperdine in the semis. First off, Chris got her up. Uh, ties for individual medalist uh, on Monday. And then you get revenge against Pepperdine on Tuesday in the semis. And then Bedlam on Wednesday. Jackson Dow comes up big with the comeback. Uh, what was that entire experience like as you took that team down to the Eastlake Cup and came home with the trophy?
0: Oh Well, I mean, you know, Eastlake is such a fun event, you know, all in all. And, and uh, the stroke play piece. On Monday, we didn't play our best. Uh, Chris Goddorup did play a, a fantastic round and, and was co-champion there for that 18 holes. And, but it's kind of a playing uh, game to, to get you going with the bracket, right? We, you know, lucked up and got a little rematch with Pepperdine, which I know everybody's kind of excited about. All my guys were. Um, I kept getting the question about, you know, Greyhawk last year. And I'll be honest with you, I you know, for, from our standpoint, we don't really think about that very much, Um kind of once that championship was over with, it was time to move on. Um, I will say Pepperdine is as deep and talented as they were last year, for sure, from top to bottom. Um, they're going to be a super big contender again this springtime, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, the, the cool part about that Pepperdine matches is uh, our young guys really stepped up. We had three freshmen in the lineup, two redshirt guys, Jackson Dowell and Stephen Campbell. And, uh, Drew Goodman, our true freshman, and they all 3 1 points that allowed us to beat Pepperdine, which was huge. Uh, we didn't have to be perfect with our big guns and, and Logan McAllister and Chris Goddard up. So I thought that was really, really, you know, great for not just our young guys, but for our, our older guys too to see that they have some dependability there on the back end with, with, um, you know, these, these younger guys. So really excited, um, you know, to, to watch them continue to grow and, to, and develop. And then we, we rolled that right on into the Bedlam match, which we get pretty excited about around here, and uh, uh, it was it was fun. It was it was a big time match for sure, from start to finish. Um, we maybe got a little bit of help there coming down the stretch, but uh, our guys were able to, to pull through and and get three points. Coach, obviously Logan
3: McAllister had the big win over Brian Stark. Just talk to me about Logan's development as a player and a leader from his time being uh, – from the beginning at OU to now.
0: Yeah, Logan is – a he's, he's truly a great story um, of just coming in um, and working his tail off and continuing to get better. I mean, you know, we talk about that all the time, but to actually see it uh, play out like you want to as a coach um, – it, it, it couldn't be any better. Uh, you know, he came in, he was you know, a really good junior golfer. You know, Logan came in with high credentials. Um, he did some great stuff. But, I mean, he would tell you as well, he, he was still behind in his development, at a, you know, from a golf swing standpoint, um, maybe even how he thought on the golf course, body development, the whole thing, right? And uh, he went through a lot of struggles like most freshmen do. Uh, you could tell that he was going to be a good player for us, but uh, needed to put a lot of these pieces together. And uh, you know, there's it's just been, you know, it, it's it's just been beautiful to watch him. Uh, he's really changed his golf swing quite a bit. He came in probably swinging out of the right, you know, eight to ten degrees, hitting a huge draw, and now he's a cutter uh, of the golf ball, which you know is typically what you see a little bit more on the big time level. It's a little bit more mm-hmm. control. He's, he's always been a good putter uh, and continues to get better there. His short game, uh, I would say, was still kind of marginal when he first got here, but he's he's picked up a lot of different shots over the last three years. He's got softer hands. His bunker play keeps getting better. His iron play is, uh, you know, I would call it elite right now. Um, so, you know, there's some things that he's going to continue to work on this off season. We just had conversations about that yesterday about – his wedge work and, and doing some things a little bit differently. Um, so, it, you know, he's still got a long ways to go, but really like how he's come from his, you know, the start of his freshman year until right now, it's been, it's been fun to watch.
2: You know, Coach, we've had numerous of your current players. Obviously, Logan's been on, but we've had uh, Q, Michael Gellerman, Brad Dahlke have come on, and they've all said nothing but, I mean, just the best words about you, say that you're the best coach in America. So, you know, whenever you're recruiting some of these players, you're going out on the junior tour watching a 16-, 17-year-old kid, what are the things that you're looking for that may entice them to uh, come to uh, the University of Oklahoma?
0: Well, it's a good question, and I get it all the time, and it, it's a tough one to answer because, it's, it's not necessarily what we're just looking for watching golf. You know, it's, it's a really, it's a pretty detailed process that we go through to make sure that we try and get the best fit for our golf program. I think that's, that's the number one key. And, and, you know, my philosophy and, and how we do things is different. Uh, it's different than the next, next program, next, next coach, right? So, um, I have to really be able to spend some time in the office, um, or just being around, you know, our, our recruiting and, and the parents and trying to figure out who these people are. And then, you know, it's our job to, once they get here, to, to try and figure out how to help these guys continue to get better and better and better. I mean, talent, um, most of these guys at, at a pretty high junior golf level have the talent, right? Um, some are better than others, but, uh, you know, the intangibles, we talk about getting our, our type of guy. Um, and, and what that means for Oklahoma golf is, you know, there's, there's a somewhat of a recipe that we try and look for that we don't always hit. You know, we, we miss and, and, and we miss on other guys, but, but overall, you know, we're just trying to get our type of guy that's going to be able to come in here and give us everything they have. And, and, uh, you know, from start to finish, uh, you know, from their first year all the way to the finish here to, to try and, get their games in better shape mentally, you know, mentally, physically, so they can hopefully go make some money one day doing this for a living.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm assuming that that same kind of mindset extends to transfers, and obviously college sports uh, has been drastically changed by the transfer portal, and we all talked this summer whenever we heard that uh, Chris Godderup was headed to Norman, that that could be the move of the offseason, and so far it certainly seems to be looking that way. So uh, how does your your mindset kind of change a little bit whenever you go the transfer direction, and then how big was it to get Chris Godderup in to have another senior and another veteran-laden guy on what you – Mentioned as a pretty young team.
0: It's been great having Chris around. He He's such a great team guy. Uh, he's kind of, uh, for me, he's just a pure guys guy. Like, he's going to make every locker room be that much more fun. He's funny. Uh, he loves giving the needle. Uh, he can take it. He's, he's, he's awesome. I mean, that's all I can say. He's just really, really fun to be around. That's number one. Number two, he's super talented. Um, I mean, he's one of the longer, you know, College golfers uh, out there for sure he can pound it uh, but but outside of the fact that he's that he's long he's he's got this swagger about him, and it's a true belief in in himself and and who he is and when he came in on a recruiting visit, which by the way, this is how my world you know kind of works a lot of people don't understand i mean we we got beat in the final match against Pepperdine on Wednesday, we fly back uh in Oklahoma City Thursday. Thursday evening by six o'clock and I'm picking up Chris Goddard up at seven o'clock that same night um to get to try and lock him up so it's uh there's a lot of stuff a lot, a lot of moving parts going on but uh we were fortunate to, to get him and and uh he's really been been great for us but you know uh, the, it, it's interesting we've had two great transfers in a row and all of a sudden people are thinking that we're like transfer you type situation and you know, we haven't we haven't had very many transfers since I've been here. Um, we just have been fortunate to get a couple phone calls the last couple of years. Uh, the blueprint's kind of been laid out uh, for you know a guy like Jonathan Brightwell who came in last year and did a great job uh, and used our schedule and and our facilities and and hopefully our coaching to to help himself get better. And uh, I think Chris liked what he saw from that. You know, and and we'll see how that. Affects you know the future. I don't know. I mean, it's not something that I really think about. We we still rely on on our recruiting and our development here with our guys. So uh, if you start counting on you know the the portal for us, I think that could be a little dangerous. So we're still going to kind of just you know do the nuts and bolts that we that we typically do. Coach,
3: I've been lucky enough to know a bunch of your players and former players, and I've never heard one talking a negative light about you and and. Especially uh, never heard anyone talk in a negative light about their other teammates. Why do you guys have such a brotherhood and what would you attribute that to? And why do you guys excel in team chemistry when it may be a
0: challenge for other teams? <laughs> if I told you that, I'd have to, you know, I have to kill you, <laughs> No, uh, I'm teasing. I, it, you know, I don't know. I mean, we try and promote a great environment around here. I mean, we work and we work and we work, but we love to have fun. And, you know, I think that that's part of the recruiting process more than anything. Uh, To answer your question, Sam, is we truly have to find guys that want to be here. That's one of my number one uh, keys in understanding. Uh, And and, and you sit there and go, well, well, wouldn't everybody want to be there? No, that's not the case. A lot of guys get wrapped up in the recruiting process and they think they want to go to your place, and and you know there's some folks that are on the fence, and I, I want to get guys that want to be here. That's number one, and um, you know, and again, it's not always perfect. You know, it's uh, you're painting a perfect picture, and it's not perfect. Right. We we've definitely have have uh, had our ups and downs over the years with guys, and, and uh, but when you have a group of ten to twelve guys, that's what's going to happen. I've been here thirteen years now, but overall, our guys want to come back. They want, to, they want to give back to our program. They want to put forth some effort and come and talk to the young guys, um, which are – those are the, the moments that I get excited about. You know, I've got one of my former players getting married this weekend. I'm going to go to the wedding. But I look forward to those moments um, whenever they get out, get out of here and go play professional golf or whether they do or they don't. They come back with their families. That's, that's the stuff that really gets me excited now. Um, and especially when they want to come back and, and share their knowledge um, and their time they spent here with our young guys because that's what creates a great program.
3: Right. And that's off the course. And I'm also curious about on the course, when I was interviewing Max McGreevy uh, for the story for Golf Oklahoma, he was talking about his journey to the PGA Tour. And he said something really interesting. You know, he said that uh, you and him relate because you're both bulldogs mentally. From your perspective, kind of expand on that and give the listeners an insight into your mindset.
0: I was I was second born, and I was fortunate that I was second born. Uh, I had an older brother, two years older than me, um, and I would say Max is is wired a little bit the same way. I, I think birth order is a big deal, and I've always wanted to be the the big dog, uh, even as even as a young pup uh, when I was growing up, and that's been my mentality from a very young early age, and I feel like I still you know have that. I don't ever want to lose that edge about uh, me as a person. You know, competitively speaking, I think that's what we try and do here as much as possible is compete. I mean, just this morning we're competing in the weight room. Uh, you know, we're every every workout we do we always finish with a, some form of competition to see if we can get the, the juices flowing that much more and see who can actually dig down deep. And um, you know, I think Max was uh, for sure wired that way. It's one of the reasons why. I wanted him here um, at the time, and I'm going back in time, and, and he, he he knows this story all too well. But, I mean, there's there's moments where I'd sit back and go, Max McGreevy, man, is he, is he talented enough? This was in the junior golf process, right? Mm-hmm. In 2000, probably 10, 11, right? Not not too long after I got the job here. I would go out and watch him. I'm like, yeah, I like you, man. I, I like the, how this, this guy's gritty. He's tough. Man, that's a terrible looking golf shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, that's a terrible looking golf shot. Boy, he can't hit the ball high at all. He can't you know, and you'd always come back to yes, but he finds himself on the leaderboards and he wants it more than everybody out here. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I kept always kinda of coming back to. And um, you know, we've we've made a living off of guys like McGreevy that have come around here and just continue to get better and better and better. And, uh, man, Max has got the, the heart of a lion. I've said that a million times. And, I mean, the Cinderella story for a guy like him, uh, probably undervalued in the recru- recruiting process, ends up becoming an All-American, wins a national championship,
2: um, is on the PGA Tour now. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, that's some big-time stuff. There's no doubt about that coach and you know kind of on that same track a lot of people may not realize you're a hell of a player in your day you were AJGA player of the year you played at, at Georgia for four years so I guess it's a two-part question here you you started becoming the Georgia assistant coach in 2005 when I guess first question is when did you realize that you wanted to be a college golf coach and go down this route and then second question is how has your coaching philosophy changed since you were an assistant back in 2005 to now in 2021?
0: Yeah good question I I think that uh, when I got done playing uh, my college golf days, uh, towards the end of it, I-, I knew I wanted to get into coaching. Uh, coaching is just kind of in my blood, to be honest with you. My dad's a high school football coach his whole life, and I grew up in a locker room. So I've been blessed to be able to listen to coach speak and, and, and be around different types of players and, and personalities my entire life. Uh, you know, a lot of folks that get into coaching – it's literally maybe the first time they've ever been around that, um, unless you're some form of a coach's kid. So I was I was fortunate to be able uh to, to do that for a long period of time. Um so to answer your question about when, I would say towards the end of my playing, you know, careers it's not something that I grew up going, Hey, I'm gonna be a coach. I think I just evolved into this is I think going to be a really good fit for me. I really liked being around guys. I, I wanted to try and help them get better. I want to help them maybe not fall into some areas that are some pitfalls that that maybe I did as a player. And then, I mean, over the years now, I'm 40 uh, now, I just turned 40 this year. So, and I started when I was 24, I, you know, I basically came out to Oklahoma. I was 27 years old when, when Joe C gave me the job out here. Um, And I didn't, I still didn't know very much. Uh, When I, when I took over here, I knew I was going to work my tail off and we were going to go recruit and try and get the best players. And, develop them and those bad nuts and bolts ha- really hasn't changed very much we're gonna try and put as, as much time into our kids you know with intent I- intentional effort to help them get better and um so i would say that really hasn't hasn't changed very much over the years my attitude may um uh, maybe you know my earlier guys probably think i've gotten softer <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you thought to my uh, my guys I first inherited, they probably would say that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we just, we do things, you know, differently. I mean, I'm, I'm evolving every year. We, we change things up. I think one of the biggest parts of my job is to make sure we don't uh, get stale at all. And that can be difficult at times. Uh, when you're talking about college golf, we go from August until the end of May. That's a long season, right? And uh, you know, you, you go to workouts, you do qualify and you do this, you do that. And, Trying to not get stale, I think, it can be very difficult. So we're always trying to mix it up and, and uh, you know, keep our guys on their toes so they can be as competitive as possible and feel like they're, they're getting super value out of, you know, our golf program. And, Coach, you talk about the
1: program evolving, and I, I just wonder – what is the difference? What's the different feeling between when you took this program over in two thousand nine and in two thousand nine, the, the program was what it was. It was very much an underdog, the hunter. And now you've ascended to the top of college golf. You've won a national championship twice. You've been the Big Twelve Coach of the Year. You're the number one ranked team in the country once again. So, just the difference in mentality from the program that you took over, which was very much an underdog and was very much trying to break in to the top of college golf, and now you're there. Now you've done it, and you. Have have to try to stay there what what are kind of the differences uh, in the way that you manage that
0: well I still think it's about being true to to who we are as a program I don't ever want to lose who we are um so we haven't really probably changed too much from a mentality standpoint I mean obviously yeah I mean when I first got here we were changing things up uh the culture needed you know the, just our day-to-day environment and our Out culture needed to change. Um, It was tough, as you know, that first year. I mean, we we were not very good. I'd kind of only won in my life, to be honest with you. And and we came in here and we were ranked outside the top 100. I mean, that was tough. I mean, we go to tournaments and you know, finish 10th out of 12, and you know, try and pick apart what was you know the the good parts, which there wasn't very many. And uh, it was it was tough. But you know what? I'll I'll always go back to that, that first group of guys. They were in it. Um, you know, if they weren't in it, then, then we had moved on from, you know, we knew we had to make some changes. And and uh, by the end of that year, that group did a f- fantastic job of uh, understanding what it meant to dig in uh, a little bit more than what they had been doing previous. And then that next year, you know, we we, we, we lucked up and got Abe answer, um, recruited him out of junior college. And all of a sudden we pick up – you know maybe still the best player that I've had here at Oklahoma not because of what he's doing on the PGA Tour now he was that good back in college too he just didn't have the schedule to play that my guys have now to be able to you know it's awesome whenever you can go play a big time schedule and Abe wasn't able to do that because we weren't at you know at at that level at the point um, that he was here but he towed us and and got us to the national championship uh, there in my second year and um, that was that was big time because it it showed the transition of our golf program that we were heading in the right direction. Getting back to your question, I mean, now, I mean, when you s- sit there and think about like where we're at and what we what we do, I mean, my mentality is the same. When I mean, we're just trying to get the most out of our guys, so I don't want to change from from anything uh, that we used to do. And and I mean, other than the fact that we're still trying to learn and educate and you know whatever that means for for each guy, but when it comes to the program piece. I want our guys to, I mean, those foundational pieces are still in play, and that's being very intentional about your day-to-day, you know, work. But let's try and have some fun while we're doing it and uh, get excited about going and and beating the golf course and beating each other up and loving on each other and all these things that that we talk about, you know, weekly. Um, Those things really haven't changed too much. So uh, now there's a lot more cameras around. There's a lot more media attention. But you know what? I still want my guys to always play with the chip on their shoulder. They know, um, you know, th- historically, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. We played a Bedlam match last Wednesday, right? Well, you know, my guys, I mean, they, they understand what that match means. So, and what the history like has been in our state for the last 70 years. So, uh, those are the things that we're going to continue to, to preach and and, um, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with playing with a little chip on your shoulder.
3: Coach, I think you're the best developer of talent, you know, in the country, whether it be Quade Cummins, Michael Gellerman, uh, or Abe Answer, specifically with Abe, um, talk about his development. You touched on it, but kind of expand on that a little bit. And, and did you know that he would take his game to the heights that he has?
0: Boy, you know, to sit there and go, he's going to be a top fifteen player in the world. I don't know if I, I don't know if I can sit there and and would have said that. Listen, there's a couple things. To be a really good tour player, you have to stick out somewhere. You know, it's pretty rare that you just kind of are above average in certain areas and you end up making it. I'm not saying that those guys don't end up making it because they do at times, but. You know, there's going to be a great driver of the ball or, or really, really good short-gaming type of guy. There's always going to be something that sticks out. And Abe always did a couple things better than everybody else. He was a great driver of the golf ball. 90% fairways in college. Well, guess what he's doing on tour? He's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So even though he's not a long hitter, his strokes gained last year off the tee uh, we're still, it was in the top 25 on the PGA Tour. and He's a short hitter because he's in play all the time, which means he's controlling his spin rate, um, coming out of fairways and, and his long iron play, his, his three wood play, big time. I'm talking, I mean, some of the best four irons I've ever seen in my life came from Abe Answer when he was playing here. I mean, just really, really good. Now, the one thing that he's done a fantastic job since he's left here, is his putting. I mean, Abe always had a good stroke. He looked right. He looked the part, but it just seemed like the ball would never go in the hole enough, you know? And it cost him for maybe not winning some tournaments here uh, collegiately. But since he's been on the PGA Tour, I mean, if I had pulled you guys, you'd sit there and go, Abe Answers, one of the better putters out on the PGA Tour. I mean, when you watch him, he it seems like he's always making them. And that's what he's done a great job with. That's not, that has nothing to do with any of the stuff we we do or whatever i mean that's him uh he's figured some things out we've talked about it uh he's seen his lines a lot differently now and he really works on his speed uh very very intentional every every single week so uh he's just done a a great job and and you know when you talk about the development piece it takes the individual it it takes a special person it is not i mean a coach can only do so much they have to really be able to to get in and dig in into another level of intensity and and willpower, like a guy like Quade. Quade's one of the best guys we've ever had around here, not because of his talent. It's because the guy genuinely came out to work every single day to get better. And I don't know if I've ever been around a guy like that. Even, even, even now with this group that I've got, I mean, Quade is on a different level when it comes to wanting to get better every single day because he doesn't want to miss out. Right.
2: Right, and that and that's a competitor right there, Coach. And you know, speaking on the recruiting trail, you've gotten a, a big time recruit for the twenty twenty three class. It's a friend of the show and a family friend, Ryder Cowan. So, uh, t- tell us a little bit about what you see out of Ryder's game, because I think that kid is going to be on the PGA tour before you, uh, before we know it.
0: Well, I can't talk about anything recruiting wise, uh, just NCAA rules wise. Okay. So, um, we, yeah, I mean, you know, recruiting's been good for us, and uh, you know, we all we always love. You know our Oklahoma type of guys, but yeah, I can't I can't specifically talk about guys that we're recruiting. So
1: Yeah, fair enough. We'll have to
0: move um, on. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> so, it's just sorry. Good.
1: Uh, no, we're we're about done here. Just let everybody know kind of what comes up the next few months. Obviously, kind of off season, no tournaments right now, and it's fixing to get cold, so less days outside here in the state of Oklahoma. It's fixing to start getting dark at about five o'clock every day too. So what what are the plans for the next few months uh, for you and your team?
0: Well, you're not very good recruiters for me by, uh, you know, <laughs> using language or like that. But no, it's, uh, it's, uh, no, it's good. I mean, you know, this is our time to break things down. Um, we, we really work hard on our guys' bodies right now. Um, our season program, we go really strong three or four days a week, uh, in the weight room and, and doing some different things. Uh, but just really being able to sit down and have some good conversation about where guys, one ahead with their golf game. Uh, even this, this isn't just for the guys that are maybe not making the travel roster. This is for our, our better guys too. You know, to try and figure out where can we get better um, this off season. Maybe some of it, of it's with equipment. Uh, we haven't been, you know, maybe willing to change anything here recently because we've, you know, been playing tournament golf. So equipment wise, um, you know, shot shape. Um, you know, instruction, you know from a fundamental standpoint, I just was talking to Logan uh, yesterday about some of his shot shapes and, and and most of his technique with his wedge work. You know, he's got to get the ball up. He likes to feel like he's hitting hitting lower shots with his wedges, which is good up until the point where it actually becomes a detriment, which I think it has his, his direction ends up getting off with some of his wedge work. Because of how he comes into the ball, well, we've got to, so we've got to work on some things like that, you know. So, but you know, at the end of the day, we're going to kind of work with all of our guys to try and figure out where they can get better this off season. And but but it's also a time to, to chill out a little bit, play some ping pong, and, and uh, do some different things. I know the boys played a little basketball last night. I mean, I'm all in on stuff like that. So um, you know, it's uh, it, this is a good time for them to be college students.
3: Right, Coach. My last question. I mean, OU eighth in the rankings in football last night. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? And maybe give me a prediction uh, for down the road for OU football.
0: Well, I can tell you this, and I, I I told, uh, I texted Lincoln last night. I said it's an enviable position playing from behind. I promise you, uh, there's nothing better then what they'll probably fill in that locker room starting this next week as they get ready for their, you know, championship run. And if our guys, if our guys go do, take care of business, they're going to be in a good spot. And uh, we've got a, a big time squad. Coaches are phenomenal. Um, they're, they're figuring things out. And I think you're going to see a great run out of our guys coming down the stretch right here. So they they're really not in control of any of that stuff other than, you know, the game that's in front of them. Right. I know that's, coach speak, but it's true. I mean, all they can do is worry about Baylor right now and and think about what's getting ready to happen and, uh, you know, get prepared for those guys. Coach, we so appreciate you taking the time today. You've been unbelievable
1: in your time at Norman, what you've done with that program. It's it's great to see uh, just the high, high level of college golf that we have in the state. People in the state care about college golf, uh, and it's great that OU and OSU are both up there. We look forward to a lot more of that. We'll have you on again down the line. Best of luck to you and your team as you move forward and try to uh, get it done at Greyhawk this year.
0: Uh, guys, I appreciate it, and, and we're so thankful that uh, you know the state of Oklahoma supports Uh, our golf program like they do and and uh we're we're just excited to be along for the ride and and uh, make everybody happy so we've got a lot of people that did help make this get up and go and and uh it's 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 been a good one so we're going to keep it rolling absolutely baby Yep, thanks coach (laughs) All right. Appreciate you guys.
1: Thanks. Have a good one. That's head coach Ryan Hibble from the University of Oklahoma joining us here on the 73rd hole. Uh, great stuff there from Coach Hibble. I mean, what he's done with that program is, is pretty unbelievable from where it was in 2009, like you said, outside the top 100. And that was tough for him. He'd always been a winner. You come here outside the top 100, you got to figure some things out. Really, in the grand scheme of things, didn't take him too long to get it all figured out. They win a, ch- a national championship eight years after he shows up. They're the number one team in the country. Really, I, I mean, it's unbelievable what he's done down there.
2: Well, the, the the recruiting happened just like that. Abe Anser was, what, his first recruiting class? I mean, uh, when, one wild. of his
3: first, and Bob Gellerman...
2: That's wild Charlie Saxon
1: was yep. on yeah. the second one. Yep. Yeah. Top 15 player in the world, Abe hey, Anser.
3: Unbelievable. Wild. I mean, Ryan Hibble, the absolute best, though. Oh, he's, he, great. he's great.
1: He's great. Every time, you know, I've, I've seen him out a few times here and there. Always talked to him. Always friendly and nice. Uh, great guy. Great program. And, I mean, college golf in the States as good as it gets. I can't imagine uh, living in it, being, being golf fans and living in a state
2: where it wasn't like this. Because mm-hmm. this is all but we really know. People that are younger than us probably don't know how bad the program was before he took over. Yeah. If, yeah. if you remember how bad it was, like you said, it wasn't even top 100 to finish 10 out of 12 teams. I mean, they're not even sniffing that anymore. Well, because, Taylor, when you and I were in
1: were in middle school and high school, it was just – I mean, it was OSU. It was Hunter Mahan. It was Ricky Fowler. It was Peter Uline. That's all it was. That's all college golf was in this state was Oklahoma State. And now, I mean, it's 1A and 1B, and and you could argue that OU's been the 1A over the last five years. They both have national champions, championships in the last five years. They've both knocked on the door another couple of times, yep. and it's just, it really is unbelievable. No other state has college golf like this.
3: I totally agree, and I mean, I think that we are in line for another Bedlam matchup
2: for the uh, national championship. Match
1: play gets so weird. Match play gets so weird. I'd love to see
2: it. I, I got a, weird, I got a weird feeling they're going to meet in like the semis or something. Right. Or they meet yeah. in the quarters. One team that would suck.
1: One team plays poor in the in the stroke play and they end up like three and six seeds going into match play and meet in the quarters. That'd be a bummer. But we still get, I mean, we still get Bedlam with yeah. a potential Natty on the line. You never know There's where it goes. There's
3: just so many cards that have to fall right oh, for that no. to happen. Not, not even just, they can both play good and, you know. First of all you have the regionals then you have you know the stroke play in the national championship and then how they're seated for the stroke play for the match play and it's just not it would be a long shot but I would love to see it happen. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean we've come close a couple times. Yeah. Let me ask a question for y'all because like for example in the college football playoffs since the rankings are making so much news like last year I remember Clemson played Ohio State and Bama played someone who wasn't that good I can't remember. But nevertheless Bama had an easier game first game and then ended up playing a lot better in the championship game. If you play a really tough team I in think the quarter game. Exactly my point. Yeah. So, if you play a if you play a tough team in the quarterfinals in the golf championship, is that going to be similar where it just mentally wears you down because you have to focus so hard? Ah, uh, it's a good question. <laughs>
1: It's tough to compare because obviously with football, you get the physical element. So if you play a more physical team, it can wear your body down. But
3: I I do think if you're you're not up for the national championship, something's wrong with you.
1: I do think there's a mental element to it. Like, for example, if OU and OSU met in the quarters, that would be very mentally and emotionally draining because that would be a big-time rivalry matchup. And if you win it, do you almost exhale and say, okay, good, we beat Oklahoma State. Or, okay, good, we beat Oklahoma. That's out of the way. And then you're
2: not totally ready the next day. I don't know. It's it's an interesting thought experiment, though. Because I, I wouldn't think it'd be the case if it was just like the first match or or the first round or whatever, but they play four rounds of stroke play leading up to that yeah, yeah. with how many ever practice rounds in there. So, I mean, it's not like they got fresh legs going out there, you know right. what I'm saying? in 100-degree heat at Greyhawk down in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing Greyhawk month from today, I think. Nice. Yeah,
1: playing the Raptor course. Yeah, You got to get that boot off your as foot am as you Assuming this boot's off my foot in plenty of time, and I'm, I'm good to go. If not, <laughs> I'll play in the boot. Maybe it'll help my ball dragging.
3: Yeah, like that kid from Sam Houston State that played in the boot. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> What's his name?
1: What, is it
2: on your left or right foot? Uh, I don't right know. foot. Oh, you, there you go.
1: You don't even need your right leg, really, in the game of golf. No. You don't
2: even really need it. So
3: Okay, Tiger.
1: <laughs> Shout out Tiger, by the way. Rumors he, Rumors are saying that he's you know, starting to chip and putt? Rumors are swirling boys, that he's re- he has been able to resume limited golf activity. I think that's the thing I sent y'all yesterday. Let me what pull does it that back mean?
3: up. Let me pull it back up. You gotta just mean chipping and putting. Yeah, maybe not chipping.
1: I don't know. Totally not. Oh yeah. Uh so TW Legion on Twitter, which follows his every move. By the way, says- who is this guy? It's just somebody random on Twitter who basically but filled how does in the role of he have all these tracker. sources? I don't know. He said, some is other it reports... Noda?
3: <laughs> Great question.
1: I don't think it's it... Noda because he's too active on Twitter. Tiger's burner account. <laughs> what if account? it is Tiger? Has some other reports have indicated <laughs> the in original <laughs> name? <laughs> Sorry. Um,
2: Aaron or something? No.
3: no. Amanda? Is it Eri- Erica?
2: That's Erica. Right. It's Erica. I
3: think it's, it's Erica. Erica. For
1: sure it's Erica. Uh, uh, yes. Erica yeah. Herman. Uh, As some other reports have indicated in recent weeks, have been hearing some more rumblings with regard to Tiger's recovery, including that he has progressed to the point of a resumption of some limited golf activity. Bay Hill, boys.
3: (laughs) No way. There's not no chance. I've been saying
1: all along, Bay Hill. we got four more months. That's four months. That's That's no time at all. My wife's fixing to grow a full baby. We're having that in April. You tell me this guy? <laughs> telling me this guy can't get back to playing golf?
2: We can grow an entire um, human being before, exact, before Tiger. That's before exactly Tiger what gets I'm saying. I think golf. Sam's on to something. Right, there, there, there's a huge difference between chipping and putting and walking 72 holes and swinging 125 <laughs> and miles an hour. how many Competitive time? golf.
3: He's gonna Bay have Hill. to get a bunch of rounds in. I think there's no shot that he even plays Bay Hill. At Southern Hills. He comes
1: back at Bay Hill. Y'all are buying me lunch. If it's any other I, tournament, I, I will
2: gladly buy you lunch if he comes
1: back. Dude, if he comes back at Bay Hill. I don't even know what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to preview my We're going to draft beards. Oh, we're going to draft beards. We've got some good ones on the list. We've got all that and more coming up next. Once again, big thanks to Ryan Hibble. Stick with us here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.
4: When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McCray Roofing. McCray Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McCray and the experienced team at McCrae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McCrae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McCrae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McCrae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today.
1: Welcome back, rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of golf oklahoma big thanks to ryan hibble for joining us here on a wednesday a cold wet rainy wednesday here in the state of oklahoma really appreciate his time and wish all the best to him and oklahoma golf uh great golf being played around the state and ou is a big big part of that and what he's done with that program is truly truly phenomenal make sure you head over to golf org, get signed up for the newsletter get on the email list and make it your homepage. just head over there every day so that you can stay up to Date on what's happening around the state in the game of golf gentlemen we have got to preview the mayakoba classic we've got our best beards draft coming up at the end <laughs> of the show which is going to be it, it, it may be one of our best drafts ever
3: all because of nick pew right i've got some serious beards locked and loaded some I mean, serious there's
2: big-time beards. It doesn't matter if I get first, second, or third pick. I think I'm going to win this draft. I say we do five each
5: for
1: I this I thought we one. said we were doing five each on Monday. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, All right. yeah, because yeah. I've got, like, ten on my list. So yeah. if I don't get five of my ten, then maybe y'all were cheating my list or something. Maybe it went to the cloud <laughs> and I didn't realize it. Got to be careful with the cloud or so I hear. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, where, my, where is it,
3: by the way? The cloud? Yeah. It, it's just it's the cloud. Is it real? Like is it's, it's not a place. anywhere. Well, what, is it a place or is it in the ether?
2: If the cloud went down, how would they fix it?
3: Uh, Can the cloud go down? It's a good point. You'd have does to, it ever, you'd ever have stop b- flying?
2: Big ladder. It's a big ladder for the You have the cloud. to have a big
3: ladder to fix soft. the cloud. <laughs> is the cloud... It, serious question. Is it like a server? Is it a, an actual thing? Um, it's a server, I believe, yeah. Like, Does I've, it have an actual, you know, tangible place? So, Monday... We go. Part of what the title of our episode
1: cloud? was We Yell at Clouds. <laughs> and today... We're actually just talking about the cloud. So we've gone from clouds to the cloud.
2: Oh, here we go. The cloud refers to servers that are accessed over the internet and the software and databases that run on those servers. There you go. Here we go. Cloud servers are located in, i got to click on the deal to read it now. That's how they get you.
1: i just always here, you got to be careful with the cloud. they located like, in
2: data centers all over the world. By using cloud computing, users and companies do not have to manage physical servers themselves or run software applications on their own machines. Okay, well, there so, you go. It just exists in yeah. nowhere. Yeah. It just that exists totally nowhere. totally didn't answer our question. <laughs> I mean, it kind of did. It exists it just, It's servers nowhere. around the world. Yeah. So yeah. What yeah. server goes down, we're not sure.
3: It's just out there.
1: It's just out I'm, there in the world. Uh, Kind of like El Chameleon Golf Club, which blends in very nicely to the uh, terrain down there in Mexico. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. Chameleon blends in. See what is I did there? Is it chameleon, though? It's a bad
3: joke. Or is joke. it chameleon? I honestly have no idea. Chameleon's pref- a lot better. I prefer to say chameleon because <laughs> then I can
1: make jokes about it blending
3: in. Yeah. So that's kind of my go-to. You guys know what type of grass they have at El Camaleon Golf I, I'm
2: going to guess that it changes like a chameleon. So like <laughs> Bermuda in the morning, Ben in the afternoon.
3: I'm going to guess that it is the uh, the Seaside
1: Past Palum. That's what it is. The is Seashore sea Past Palom. A lot of Mexico golf courses have the uh, the Seashore Past Palum grass.
3: Yep. It says if you're looking for a beautiful dark green coloring then a variation of the Tiffway regular Bermuda grass uh, will be the way to go. But if you are looking uh, to also paint your lawn, or excuse me, uh, with the if you're looking for the ultimate choice of water savings uh, and the perfect type of grass for no shade, you're looking for Past Okay,
1: that's the perfect kind so, of grass for Cancun, then. Yeah, exactly. My cove is Cancun, right? Riviera Maya? <laughs> I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, def- it's out of my realm of knowledge.
1: Defending champ Victor Hovland. Last Bobby. year he rolls in the birdie putt on the 18th. What was like? It was a good 12 feet, right? Yeah, 12, 15 feet was the a break.
2: Yeah, this was uh, this was his first win after the Puerto Rico. He broke the Puerto Rico curse.
1: Yeah, it was. He broke the Puerto Rico curse. Still has not
2: yet to win in the uh, continental USA. He has still. not.
1: You can make an argument. An argument. Puerto Rico is a good tournament. It was an opposite field event this was really, this cemented to me, the Puerto Rico win. Not that it wasn't a great win, but you went on a, a full field PGA tour event, as opposed to an opposite field event. That just carries more weight. It kind of, it kind of validates and solidifies that first win that you
3: got. Yeah. Do you, well, do you guys think that, that El Camelion golf club is, I just love saying that. I like
1: it. I like how he like
3: pause, pause, like, can,
1: can, can, can I say it right? Yeah. Out, it on sounds forest, good. El, <laughs>
3: El Camelion golf club. Uh, I mean, it has to be one of the only courses they play that are under seven thousand, right? Sixty nine, eighty seven. Yeah, very,
2: very few of them, yeah. Uh, Besides, like the year par
3: seventy one. With- to be fair, is Harbor Not par seventy two?
2: Harbor is Harbor Town sub seven? It's, I, don't, I don't think I, it don't is. Th- I don't think so. I, I think, don't think the think only courses that really have it are like, like for example, when they have Marion at the U.S. Open, that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But or Pebble Beach maybe if they shorten it, but even that still goes longer than seven thousand.
1: I don't know, Mayakoba... or I don't know. Pardon me. El Camilleon. Real well off the top of my head, but I do remember it being fairly, um, fairly wide fairways. But if you miss them, you can get off in the Riviera Maya jungle pretty easily.
3: Yeah. So it it seems like kind of a baby Kapalua to me. Like it's kind of has to do with the wind, you know, right next to the ocean. And if the wind cooperates, then it won't be that hard. But if it doesn't, you're you're saying you want some low ball hitters.
2: All right, so on on on, Data Golf, on the course fit tool, the two courses that this course most sim- similar is Sedgefield, which they have the window mat, and TBC Sawgrass. The two really? courses that are most disliked are Spyglass Hill and um, what's Bethpage Black. I'm not I sure. You're gonna say like Kapalua? i, I was <laughs> thinking of, you're an idiot. I'm gonna lose it. Yep. Plantation <laughs> course at Kapalua is on the negative side of it, oh. but but this thing is kind of well, janky because it kind of looks like it. Then My test. We're doing what the committee does. I test. Last, last week on this thing, uh, Taylor Pendragh was dead last in course fit, and he had a three shot lead after 54 holes. Taylor <laughs> so, Pendrith. Pendrith. What would I say. Pendragh. Pendragh. That's
1: I don't know what a pentagram There, Nice. Throwback. <laughs>
3: Throwback. All right. Let's just dive into the DraftKings. Let's boys. do
1: it. Let's do it. Um, I'll get it started. Right. He go. He go to Cancun. He played good golf. He go.
3: Garrick, he go. That's okay. my number one. 6,700. Played pretty well last week. I like his game. I like his chances. You're starting a little higher than me, Colby. I'm going 6,000. Kevin Tway. Kevin Tway, you know, coming off the. Uh, he had some, you know, I think it was a stomach issue over the past year and a half or so, and he's finally coming back playing some golf and uh, played some decent golf a couple weeks ago, and I think that for 6000 getting Kevin Tway, that's
2: not bad. Colby, where's the button? Where's the button? Where, where's the Doug button? Which button? And uh. we're going to find our best friend Doug, and then we're going to give him a
3: best friend a hug. Doug.
2: I I originally had Brian Stewart in 6300 I get done with my lineup I say man I got three hundred dollars left to spend, so I'm going to up it a little bit. Give me Doug M. Sixty-six hundred. No just Brian
3: be- Stewart button. You
2: have to pick Doug. Yeah, exactly. no, that's no Brian what, that's Stewart button. <laughs> if I only had two hundred left, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I was. I, I had to manage it just right. Next, seventy-three hundred. Give me Russell Knox. This is a guy who plays really good at this golf course and finished twelfth last week. I really like Russell Knox's game. In thirty-two rounds at this course, he's gained one point five five strokes on the field. So I really think he has a good week this week. I think he's a sneaky top twenty bet. I think you get some good value on.
1: That. He's really been knocking on the door lately.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! I know that, that's even worse. than I, the first I think one. the boot on your foot, uh, foot is messing with your head, Colby. Yeah, it is. It's, it's restricting <laughs> blood flow throughout the body. <laughs> the boot on your foot. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: boot on my foot. The boot on my foot. Yeah,
5: I've wear a boot uh, for like three weeks. It's, it's a pain.
3: All right. Well, I'm sticking a little lower. Uh, I'm, I'm going. I'll break, six... I'll break eighty in this boot today. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked in and I go, Colby. Looks like it breaks a little left, and he. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just wearing one shoe. <laughs> up, happy, Happy Gilmore, sixty-one hundred. A guy we said, you know, we hadn't seen in a long time, other than being a Ryder Cup vice captain. He played some decent golf last week. Sixty-one hundred. Give me Luke Donald.
1: Okay, Luke Donald.
3: Luke All Donald right. at
1: sixty-one hundred. Luke Donald
2: Duck coming in a lot
1: cheaper. Y'all remember when he days. was number
3: one
2: in the world? I do. Seems like it was five billion years ago. It
1: does. He was. Gosh, he was short, straight, and made
2: everything. Made everything. Like the best short game maybe of all time. I also remember every
1: time he got in a bunker in like the late, mid to late 2000s, every time he got in a bunker, it was a guaranteed up and in. And he was going to hole it more often than he was going to not get it up and in from the bunker. It was ridiculous. It was stupid. It was ridiculous. So, shout out 6100 Luke Donald. Uh, next up for me, I got Higo. got a guy who played well last week. Give me Danny Lee. Danny Lee coming in hot, just ride the wave of momentum. Some guys play better in the fall, uh, and then we don't hear much from them during the uh, tournaments that actually get all the ratings and all the viewers. Danny Lee, I feel like, is kind of one of those guys. So I'll run him out at a really nice price, 6900 And then up next, 7000 I I mean, how can I not? Matt down, hold, Matt down, hold, Matt down. Oh, we've gotten the Doug sounder and the Matt Jones sounder in already. It. It's already. A it's, a, it's a big
3: day. So. And we're not forcing it. We're not forcing it. Matt Jones, 7,000. Perfect. Well, I'm going 7,900. Uh, 7, a guy that T-Dub loves. I'm going Justin Rose. He's made five of five cuts already this year.
2: How about that? I guess that Ryder Cup performance, is. he's really building off of that. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully,
3: you're not watching me eat ice cream on commercials on Wh- Sunday. By the way, on DraftKings, when it says cuts, where like when do those go back to? That's a great question. I have no idea.
2: I would assume maybe the start of the year or maybe the calendar or like the 2021 last year. You I see, have no
3: idea. I'm not sure. I've, I've, some know.
2: people have like 46 events. So, I mean, those are some grinders <laughs> right there. Oh my
3: gosh. Four, 46. He's already made the cut in 46 events. Yeah. And that's there's been Sun, five tournaments. That's
1: what Sungjae would do. I can see Sungjae trying to set the world record for Has most. Has there even been five tournaments? In a year. No. Uh, Fortnite. Uh Sanderson. Vegas Vegas twice. That's three. Sanderson makes four. Um, and Bermuda last week makes five.
2: Well then okay. there was Zozo too.
3: And there
1: was Ozo. Oh, yeah. So there's, there's
2: been a... wow. Wait, well, no, Rose, Zo- Rose d- didn't play in all those. Yeah, there was,
3: so there's been, there's been six. I'm not already. sure what the five of five cuts is, but Crazy there's already been six. Wherever they're going back to, he's made five of five.
1: He's doing great. Crazy already in <laughs> November. <laughs> <He's great>. September's <laughs> gone,
3: October's gone. We're in the third month of the PGA tour season, boys. I mean it, it's I have to look it up on Data Golf and see what Justin Rose has played in lately.
2: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> my next two picks are players that I just love, and I love the value in a in a pretty good field. I get them both less than than 8,100. Give me Joaquin Neiman 7,800. Give me my boy C Bezel at 8,000. I think those are two just surefire bets. It wouldn't surprise me if one of them ends in top ten, maybe even top five. Even
1: i for one am shocked that you're on the C Bezel train this week. You're really, you're really starting to come around on C Bezel. Why is that? It's just so many guys were on him earlier, and you just would never jump on the train. I know. I
2: I just wouldn't listen to anyone, what they were saying. If you're one
1: of our new listeners, Taylor has taken c Bezel in approximately 80% of the DraftKings pulls we've done over the last 18 months. By the way.
2: And I'm a money-making mother effort.
3: (laughs) It's been good good value, especially when he was down in the sixes when he first came out. For the 2022 season, uh, Justin Rose uh, has played one tournament. Which and one? He finished tied for fifty seventh at the CJ Cup. Nice. So,
2: I'm, lo- I'm looking at the Rose no. game here, Sam. Over three years, and it looks like a. I mean, it's just going down, 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 down. It's going back up recently, though. Oh, there it is. The start of 2021 was bad for just recently, Russell. though, and I he's mean, coming
3: back around at the BMW and then the CJ Cup. Maybe that's what it is. Imagine how high European it would be if he hadn't events.
1: if he hadn't three swiped at the uh, the last regular season event.
2: God, how bad was that? I yeah, I mean,
3: it know. wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Uh, I'm going up, and I am doing something that I have never done. on this show, I've never done it in the history of picking people on the seventy third. In the history of history, this is big. This is really important. I'm going nine thousand. Winner of the tournament, Taylor Gooch. It's either going to be a blessing or a curse. But I've never, I've never picked Taylor Gooch to win a tournament on this show. This is the week. Putting
2: in the call. I Let, like it. Let's just say it's really good that you picked him in the 22, 2022 season because you've been a lot better this year than 2021.
3: Yes. That's very true. You've been, you've been great this year. You've been
1: I, on fire. Been,
2: I mean, it's literally like whoever Sam picks is going to win. No matter if Kobe's <laughs> on the train, as long as I'm not on the train, they win. Somehow
3: <laughs> I didn't pick Lucas Herbert
1: last, saying, last week. He last week was second on count. my list.
2: <laughs> last, last week doesn't last count. Last
3: week doesn't count. It
1: was 68 strength of field. But before that, I was guys. on a heater. <laughs> before that, you were on a big-time heater. Sam,
2: speaking of heaters, that goes into my next pick.
1: What? Well, hold on. Well, 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 hold on. We, we're going to circle around this way, and then we'll come back.
2: <laughs> Wait, what? You're, you're trying to jump me in the line? Oh, we're coming this oh, way. Oh, we're coming this because I got to
1: get out uh, my next pick, which is a really great pick, and only I could have possibly thought of running this guy out this week. Low ball hitter in the wind. Give me Joaquin Neiman at 7,800. Okay. Have it, fun with
3: that top. You know, 28th finish. Eh, you never know.
2: You never know. 7, Neiman's talented. He can win again. You know, w- Want to make a uh, Rose Neiman pizza bet, team?
3: No, Ooh. Not Rose Neiman. Oh, yeah, they're the same
2: price. Give me Gooch. No, they're Neiman. not. They're nine hundred dollars apart.
3: Oh, give me oops. Gooch Neiman Pizza Bet.
1: Gooch Neiman no. twelve hundred dollars apart. No thanks. Gooch, by the way, finally getting the respect he deserves on DraftKings. Very much. I, before you got here, I told Taylor I was like, I was like, used to Gooch was getting no respect. Now he's getting too much respect. I I can't, I can't afford him. I, I can't know. even fit in my lineup now. So uh, my next pick, I'm skipping the eight thousands. I'm skipping the nine thousands. Wow. I'm skipping all the way up to ten thousand seven hundred, and I'm gonna go with the Mexican Allen Iverson in his home country.
3: Give me a little Abraham answer
1: okay, this week.
3: Okay, but I have one little thing to say about that. Is he really going to have that much of an advantage in Mayacopa when he was born in no. Reyes, whatever, Mexico, right next to the Texas border? I no. mean, it's nothing like where he's from. Correct. And, yeah. So Correct. Correct. You're just thinking he's no. I just think he's a good player. Okay. I
1: just think he's but a good player. Don't, good don't play use well. the
3: home country advantage for this. No, no. no. One. I was
1: just saying. That's home like saying I mean, like, Sam Humphries is from
3: he, Sam Humphries is from the U.S., but they're playing in Seattle this week. Well, let me yeah. ask you this:
1: well, if we, when the, when, the, when the President's Cup went to Australia, everybody wasn't like. Well, Mark Leishman really grew up on the other side of Australia. <laughs> no, Mark Leishman had the advantage because they were in Australia. Now I, I don't know if that matters or not, but Abraham answered ten thousand right. seven hundred. <laughs>
3: That's Book my it. final answer. Buckets I'm gonna roll. All right. Well then I will pick uh ten thousand Brooks Kepka. Brooks Kepka, I mean I, I don't understand why he's only at ten thousand. I think he might be the best player in this field. Uh, and you know, when I can get a little value for Brooks Kepka, I'm going to take it.
2: You want to do – he's 100 cheaper. You want to do a Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Koepka? Pizza
3: oh, heck yeah. I'll take, you, I'll, take I'll take that all
2: day. I'll take that all day. Let's do it.
3: But Sheffler, Have not? fun with your high no. ball hitting Scotty Scheffler, Mayakopa.
2: Oh, and Brooks doesn't hit it high? Brooks can hit it low. When?
1: My only question when is, is – When. Does <laughs> bro- when does he hit it low? I've never the, seen Does it Brooks care how or where he hits it at the Mayakopa would be my only question.
2: Brooks? I don't know. Brooks just the type of guy. If he's like 20th going into Sunday, he's going to shoot 3 over. He doesn't care.
1: Brooks? I think Brooks is looking at this as an opportunity to play golf while on vacation.
3: Yeah, do you think that, do you think that Jenna made him sign up for this tournament just so she could take some Instagram pics on the beach?
1: Uh, it's entirely possible. It's entirely possible that he'll be uh summoned to join in the Instagram picks, as he has been in the past. Yeah, Been some, some fairly cringy Instagram picks of Brooks Koepka <laughs> on Jenna Sims' Instagram. That,
5: that, do, we get,
2: do we get another Speedo pick this week? Yeah, that's putting it lightly, Colby, that some of it's been... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. What uh, cringy? My next pick, guys. <clears throat> Sam mentioned earlier, guy who's just been on fire. Didn't didn't say him, but I'm just riding the train. Give me the Oregon Duck, Aaron Wise. Wow. Finished T5, T8. His last two events uh, hasn't finished outside the top 26 since... um. Since going all the way back to the win, that's before the playoffs started. Playoffs, so yeah, give me old Aaron Wise uh-huh. uh, a sub ten thousand, and then guy who in twenty. Let me make sure this is right. Twenty two rounds here has gained one point three one strokes on the field. Who do y'all think it is? Uh, Victor Holland, Mister Abraham. Answer, Mister oh. the Mexican himself. Wait, did you so. say twenty two rounds here? Twenty-two rounds. Yeah, I
1: missed that part. Definitely wouldn't be Victor Hovland.
2: Yeah, one point three one strokes over his twenty-two rounds. I love Abraham answer this week. I think he probably is. Besides JT, is probably the betting favorite this week. Also, a home opinion.
1: country advantage that we just talked about.
2: Yeah, it means a lot. Uh, Sam's <laughs> definitely on that train. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna go with the
3: uh, defending champion, Victor Hovland, at ten thousand nine hundred. He's had a little bit of a lull in his game since the Tour Championship. You know, been playing decent golf, not great. So I think it's about time uh, that Victor Hovland throws a real low week at him this week. Uh, You know, he played at the CJ Cup, finished tied for 18th. That's pretty good. And in that week, he was, you know, positive 1.5 putting which is really good, and so if he can start striking it, you know, in that wind especially, I think that uh, Victor Hovland might have a chance of a repeat, but not if Taylor Gooch has anything to say about it. Uh, so you're just going it, full go-pokes this week. It
5: would be a nice Yeah, spe- I got
3: three of them, Kevin Tway, Taylor Gooch, and Victor Hovland. We get Ryan Hibble on the show, and you go full orange. That's just,
5: I don't know, seems disrespectful to me. I don't know, seems disrespectful. It is
2: disrespectful.
1: <laughs> which brings me to my next pick, Victor Hovland, 10,900.
3: <laughs> I just took a hey, man for Colby, though. you want to talk about your pokes at all? Uh, specifically basketball?
1: I want to wait and see what happens at the press conference. Okay. We'll see what happens at the press conference. That's
2: how big of a joke is that? What's a bigger joke that or OU being eighth in the damn rankings?
1: Five years ago, one kid got $300. He gave it back and they suspended him until the NCAA said he could play.
3: Yeah. One kid, $300. And by the way, I mean, regardless of what sport or school it is, how ridiculous is it for the NCAA to penalize the current athletes at a school? for mistakes that a coach made a few years ago. Right. Punish the who's coach. Who's not even there. Punish the coach. Like, that's, the nature that's of the NCAA. the NCAA, ugh. Always been my thought.
1: Punish the coach. I would, but
2: I would love to have someone on the show who actually likes the NCAA, because I need to hear some counter arguments. I don't think that
1: person exists.
2: I don't think people
1: <laughs> in the NCAA like the NCAA.
2: How could you like the NCAA? Because they're making money off other people. I guess, yeah. I mean, I
1: guess if you're making money, then you're making money, but... I mean, Sam, you've talked about your experience with the NCAA having to fill out a thousand pages of paperwork and miss tournaments because they wanted you to go to all extents to infinity and beyond to prove that you had cancer. <laughs> yeah, like, it's
2: true.
3: Yeah.
1: Thanks uh, a lot, NCAA. Appreciate you. Uh,
3: appreciate you being with who's, us. So. Who's y'all's winner of the tournaments this week?
2: Uh, I'm going with Abe. I like Abe, too. If I had to pick someone, I'd probably go with JT just because he's the favorite. But um, mm-hmm. Or I think he's the best player in the field. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if answer wins. And, like I said, a sub a to, uh, top 20 finish, I really like Russell Knox this week. I think he yep. has a really good week for a sub 7,500 value. JT, to me, it's like
1: if he putts, he's kind of like more a call. If he putts, he's going to be in contention have a good chance to win. You just never know when he's going to putt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really turned into one of those guys that, like, his putter got so cold over the summer you, you couldn't even hardly touch him, but of course we know he's going to pop and win one week whenever the putter cooperates, so maybe it's on the pass battle. It's a pretty good field this week. T-Dub, you got it pulled up?
2: Yes, I do. All right, so here's what we're going to do, guys. Usually we do the strength of field, but because last week was so bad, we're going to go, how many strength of field points is this field higher than last week? Last, okay. last week was 68.
1: So I got to figure out what the field, what I think the strength of field is to
3: track 68.
1: Um, filled this week. We really
2: couldn't round it up to sixty-nine, guys. I mean, come on. Yeah,
3: that's that's kind of a, so a it's going to be like one hundred and forty.
1: No, no, it's going to be higher than that.
3: 100.
1: It's going to be three bills right on the money. Three hundred.
2: You think it's at three hundred, or you think it's three hundred more?
1: Uh, I think it's three hundred more than it was last week.
2: Really? You so, think it's that high? So that yeah. would that J. would be
3: Hovland, Abe, Kepka. I was thinking. Around
1: so if 200. there's three
2: hundred more, that would mean it'd be three sixty-eight. It is three sixty-two. Whoa! So
3: wow, that's way higher than I thought it was. I mean, I knew it was game. a good
2: field. but well, once dang. you once you realize, you know, see exactly because it's really just off of how many top fifty players are in the field. So you got J T. Feenow, Kepka, um, Answer, Hovland, uh, Hatton, and Horschel. Those are all top twenty players in the field. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just a good field. And we not well, talked all, about also Lucas Herbert's in the field, and he jumped way up after winning last week. That's a very good He's Forty third. We hadn't mentioned him. He's the second ranked player in the field. Any love for Feenow this week? Uh, not
1: particularly, not particularly seaside, windy. Uh, I don't know.
2: And 16 round series gained 1.11 uh, on the, finals. I like so him. I, like I just
3: him. couldn't fit him into my DraftKings lineup. And I mean, I don't like Finau since Gooch is going to win,
1: right? How can Finau win if Gooch wins?
2: Do- it doesn't make sense. Yeah. What about what about, tie. what about, uh, other cowboy, Matt Wolf? Any love for him? 9,200 this week. I don't know. I, I'm, I'll be curious to see how he
1: manages this golf yeah. course. Cause this isn't a let it fly golf course. This is a short placement golf course.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he could still throw a low one out there. I almost oh, sure. I almost put him in my DraftKings lineup, but you know, I, I'd like to see a little consistency to start the year. Then I might be picking Matt Wolf every time on DraftKings.
2: He, he's one of the few players in the field to have not played here. Looks like there's only about 20-something in the field who, who have not had a, at least one round here. But at least he's not one of the many people I'm scrolling down through here who has played really bad at this course. How's, uh, how's, R- example, Ricky? how's Ricky's course history here? Let's see. So, uh, just I, I saw Brooks Kepka In four rounds here, he's lost a total of one stroke per game or per round on the field he's just on, he's on vacation all right so who'd you ask about Colby? uh ricky so fowler. you're saying he's due. he is definitely dude he's definitely oh due. look at this ricky fowler in 10 rounds so that means he missed a cut even um 2.09 that's third most behind adam long and dylan for 2.09 gained yes wow that's a lot that's a lot
1: a lot i kind of like that i like it too i can get behind that big time you know what else i can get behind a good beard a good beard. It's time to draft top five beards. We got the cards. I've been shuffling them for the last half hour because that's what I do. I fidget. Let's pick some cards. We'll pick our
3: draft order. We'll pick our beards. His name was Nick Pugh, right? Ace is high. Is that what his name was? The caddy? Who? For Lucas Herbert? I have no idea. His name was Nick Pew. I, I have I no idea. It, which is why okay. we're doing this.
1: Put my card on my forehead. I don't even Wait, know what What the it hell is. does
2: that mean? Oh, I got a ace. joker. It
1: means I have to redraw. Sam got an ace. Come on. I got three. Come on. I with am the so ace. bad at this. You are very bad at the card drawing. Higher or lower, Colby. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with a 10 right in the middle. High that lower. was kind of the uh the probability there. So All right. Sam, get us kicked off here. Uh this is our beard draft. I doing, love this. We're doing five beards each. Doing five each. And we're going snake draft. So okay. it'll be Sam, me, Taylor, and then we'll go back. Taylor, me, Sam. Sam, give us your first beard off the board. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus is a strong beard. Strong beard for Jesus. Uh, anyone going to say that I'm wrong? <laughs>
5: um, I don't,
2: here, there, Let, let's, let's punch in. Jesus beard.
1: We don't have a recent photograph of Jesus, so that makes it a little tricky. But, but in general.
2: I mean, look at all these different beards. I don't know which one's right.
1: But it's a great beard. But either way, he has a beard. I think either way, we can pretty much hypothesize Has anyone ever beard.
2: seen a picture of Jesus without a beard? Here's one. Um,
1: it's a great question. Oh, that's,
2: that's still a little scruffle, though.
1: <laughs> it's a great question. I don't even know where to go. Oh man, there's some good beards. Yep, some good beards. I went all sports beards on my list. I'm trying to decide which sports beard oh, I want to take all first. Sports. I went all sports beards. That's a great mistake. Here we go. We're going 2004 Johnny Damon. 2004 Johnny Damon had one of the nastiest and sports beards. The beard Yankees made him cut it. I've ever seen. Well, yeah, he made him cut it the next year. That's why I said 04 Johnny Damon. Because yeah, like 04 it. Johnny Damon coming back for 3-0 to beat the Yankees. Oh, yes, sir. That's a good beard. That's
2: a good beard. You know what, guys? I can't believe it's still available. Give me ZZ Top.
1: ZZ okay. Top?
2: Okay. I, I think that's a, a gold winner right there. Maybe should have been first overall pick. Jesus is, is tough to beat, though. I'll give you that.
1: <laughs> but there's some, there's some people like me who don't consume a lot of music. I have no idea what ZZ Top's beard looks like.
2: Oh, it's impressive. Here it's you pretty go. long. Here you go. Check that out. Uh, Look at that. It's down to the freaking uh, chest. That's all right. Like, if you are Iron Man, it'd be lower than the Iron, uh, Iron Man arc reactor, whatever it's called.
1: Is Easy Top the actual person? That's the band name, right? That's the band. I don't know what the lead singer I mean, I yeah, a, the I is. I mean, ZZ Top's
3: fine. That's fun fine. We're not going to take any of the other two.
2: And then, I'm really not his biggest fan, but... Oh, I know who it is. All when right, the okay. nickname's The Beard, you got to go with it. James Harden. That was my next pick. I actually find him more likable now that he's pick. bad at
1: basketball. I actually find him more well, likable. You're drafting bad. best
2: beards, and your nickname's The Beard.
1: You're right. He just can't score now that he can't get the free throw line.
3: He's not bad. He just can't score anymore. It is going to be interesting to see how they deal with that. It's been a disaster so far. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I
1: love it. It's been a complete disaster so far. Uh, all right. Harden is off my beard. Let me get down through here. Give me a little Fitz magic at number two. Fitz I like Magic's that.
3: beard is filthy. I had that on my list. That's a good Fitz beard. magic. Boom. All right. Santa good Claus. Beard. Give it to me. Oh, Santa Claus! You guys, Man, I mean, I can't the, believe that lasted so. You're long. going
2: with the. Uh, you're going outside my realm here. Going with the. Uh, and the, I get another pick. Things. I need.
3: I get another. You pick do get here?
2: another pick. Give me Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> I'm dominating. Oh my gosh! Those so, are my top three picks. So you you've got. We're all going through different routes here because you've got Jesus, Santa Claus, <laughs> and Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> you've got, all got the old legend team. I've got the all
1: sports <laughs> team. Tyler's mixing it up, music and sports. I like being on the end of a snake draft, though. I don't like being in the middle because I only get one. Puts a lot of pressure on the one because I don't know who's going to be around whenever it comes back to me. Um, mm, (laughs) Let's go. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Give me a guy who I think partially became legendary in the game of golf because of his beard. Give me
2: Andrew Johnston. Beef.
3: Beef. I had him on my list. I didn't think anyone would take him.
2: I want the beef beard, baby. All right. Well, I knew who I'm going to take with my last pick because I don't think y'all are going to take him. But I'm Ooh. going to go with uh, with two here. Give me. It's a little bit of a hair combination too, but give me Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Okay. All
1: right. Do you want, do you want to put on the poll as Aquaman or as Jason Momoa? Do Aquaman. Or Steven Steven Adams. Aquaman. Okay. <laughs> we'll do Aquaman. And
2: then give me. Oh yes, I mentioned it in the last show, and I think Colby's going to steal him from me. <laughs> give me Coach Beard's beard. Coach Beard's beard. Coach Beards Beard. we That's learned in the one. last poll that Twitter's a not good the biggest one, but, fan of Ted. But is but, Twitter
3: is Twitter going to realize what you're talking about? I Maybe
2: I, I approved to my own team. I mean, if the fans like it, you're so not.
3: You're not. Uh, you know, not pandering. Or, not pandering. Not yeah. pandering to the fans.
2: Sam uh, is he's got the christians the christmas season and the patriots <laughs> with abe lincoln
1: that's uh, <laughs> doubling up on the christians really with jesus and sam that's a good point point. and we're almost entering the holiday
3: season now here's a question did i pick the three most honest people to ever live i have a question
5: <laughs> what, was, what, santa claus, what,
2: was, what did santa claus do?
1: he's real uh, santa claus makes presents for the for the kids
2: doesn't mean he's on no he actually doesn't
1: make the presents the elves make he delivers the <laughs> does presents. he pay the elves <laughs> he, he reads the letters and delivers the
2: presents. are the elves in slave labor i think they are
1: it's a good question we'll dive into that on another show um <laughs> my next beard <laughs> no we won't my next beard this one might be a little bit of a dark horse Ed Reed had a phenomenal yes, beard. That still good, does. He good. still does. Ed Reed's beard is filthy. And as that's it good. got gray, he looked like, honestly, once he got out of the league, he started to look like a philosopher, like an ancient
3: philosopher. I can't believe this one lasted this long. Who is it? Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams. Classic. Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Grizzly Adams yeah. did have a beard. <laughs> and then give me last pick, man. Got some good ones A lot here, of pressure still. on the last pick
1: to round out the team. Doug Dynasty. Doug
2: Dynasty? Which one? Psy. Uncle Cy? Uncle Cy. That's Dynasty. a good one. That's good. Uncle Cy. That's good. All right. Man. Uncle Cy gets it. Dude, Sam's team's not bad. I'll give him some I've got crap. one more beard.
1: I had to roll off Doug Dynasty off my list because I was going full sports list. Uh, all right. Look at my list here. Harden's gone. 0-4 Damon's gone. Ed Reed's gone. Beef's gone. Fitzmagic's gone. Oh... He's not a great player, so he never really became a household name. But Graham Delette had God
5: the, f- it, the <laughs> filthiest beard. In the he did, game. He
1: had the best
3: golf
5: beard Are of you all kidding time. Me? Graham
1: Delette had the filthiest beard in the game. Is that the one you thought <laughs> wasn't going to get taken? Yes. I love it. Y'all took a golfer, and y'all didn't he take the best beard. He literally has him up on i, right, I
5: it right there.
2: I love <laughs> it so much. Okay, now Graham Delette's beard
1: was
5: filthy.
2: Now I've got to go on a little curveball here because I mean this is bad. I mean th- that was uncalled for. I,
1: I don't know a lot about Canadian beards, but I can say without knowing a lot about Canadian beards, probably the best Canadian
3: beard ever. You have the two best. Golf beards of all time,
1: probably the best Canadian beard. Out. Beef and Graham Gallet, yeah. gotta be,
3: gotta it, be. Yeah, there's one more that I'll say after tw goes. Okay,
2: Colby, you literally threw me off so bad. <laughs> I Are love you kidding it. Kidding me?
1: It was the last person on Taylor's list. Now he's got to do research.
2: Uh, <laughs> so good. Oh man, I didn't want to do this. Oh, here we go. Oh yes, we're going mythological. Sam got me going. Give me Hagrid oh Hagrid's a strong beard yeah Hagrid's a good beard almost went with uh, do y'all have picks h-a-g-r-i-d yes
1: r-i-d uh, you, hagrid. Could, you
2: could go with uh leonidas from 300 you could go yeah, with that'd be a good one. you go yeah. with gandalf from lord of the rings yeah. help <laughs> gandalf. have y'all seen lord of the rings by the way
3: uh yes. no i uh, have been
2: forever i haven't and they're so
1: freaking long i can't bring myself to do it they're to, just so long
3: I, i'm I used sure to turn on like. lord of the rings and i've literally seen the first 30 minutes probably 30 times because i would turn it on to go to sleep
2: <laughs> that sounds about right is it a slow burn Tyler? The, the 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 first one is real slow fellowship of the ring but then it gets exciting after that okay the all first right. one basically sets up the remaining because all the two, highlights i've seen, seen is them
1: like having war and Wait, fire so is and is stuff hagrid, that doesn't happen
2: to is
3: it's hagrid from harry potter or harry lord potter, of the rings harry, harry okay potter. what did you just ask i've never seen harry potter either whoa
1: dude! you
2: did you have a childhood
3: <laughs> I mean, for, from our generation, that's pretty weird.
1: I feel like a lot more people haven't seen Lord of the Rings. I feel like almost everyone from our generation has Look, seen the Harry Potter. Well,
2: Potters. a lot of people don't know. Lord of the Rings was written in, like, the 30s or something. I mean, it's really? old. Yeah, really? How about that?
3: Well, a couple of, Speaking of... Uh, Some the, honorable mention beers Speaking here? of the 1930s, uh, I also had Drake... On my list. <laughs> okay. uh, I had Dustin Johnson. That's a pretty good beard. DJ's had a good beard. Not that's, bad. But that's a different type of beard. It is. It's not what you think of like a classic,
1: like, kind of grizzly beard. It's no, a it's, uh, it's, it's a
3: clean-cut beard. Yeah, it's a
1: clean-cut beard. <laughs> it's uh, a, John it, Daly. John He's Daly? He's looking
3: like Santa Claus now. I was
1: going to say, you've kind of got him. I thought that's de- what
2: you were talking about when you
3: picked Santa yeah. Claus sandwich, John that's Daly. That's kind of
1: a de facto Santa Claus. Yeah. And then uh, what? More cigarettes. I had uh,
3: George Clooney. George Clooney with the oh, little George gray and dark. beard.
1: Yep. Famous beard.
3: George Clooney, I think... Can look good po- in anything. I think he popularized the, like,
1: just-for-men style beard. Yeah. You I can mean, just comb in a little gray. Yeah. I mean, George Clooney, I don't know if he does that, you know, customize or if that's all natural or what, but... No, look strong at this. Beard. Has this
5: ever
2: happened to you? I have a little screw connected to my charger. Y'all see
5: that?
1: It's, yeah. It's, it's a mag- magnet.
2: It's a magnet. Yeah. Has that ever happened to y'all? That's crazy.
1: I... Did it, like, come out or something?
2: I, it must have been in my bag or something, but I cannot charge my laptop because I got Looks a screw like in my port.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you screwed. I see what you did there. The jokes on today's show have been phenomenally poor, and I love every second of it. I love nothing more than a bad joke. That's a strong beard draft. We're going to put that on Twitter. Uh, Quick rundown of the teams here. Sam has Jesus, Santa, Abe Lincoln, (laughs) Grizzly Adams, and Uncle Si from Duck Dynasty. I've got 2004 Johnny Damon, Fitzmagic, Beef, Andrew Johnson, Ed Reed, and Graham Dillette. Tyler, you have ZZ Top, James Harden, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, Coach Beard's Beard, and Hagrid. Hagrid's a strong final round pick. I didn't even think of Hagrid because I was going all sports. If I was going, Somehow to, I didn't
3: think of it either.
1: Yeah, Craig, you haven't, Maybe seen, the movies. You haven't seen the movie. Yeah, that would help. Uh, I think we should wrap things up today. We should step out of the studio, go into the living room, and watch all the Harry Potter movies today on a loop.
2: I finally got the screw out.
3: I would literally rather watch Grass Grow.
2: <laughs> I don't know if there
1: physically are enough hours left in the day. There are 13 hours left in today. There, yeah, we couldn't get all, through all the
3: movies in 13 hours. Wow. We couldn't do it. Yeah, no way. Harry Potter's a grind. Look, I'm just going to take your guys' word for it. That just it take our word for it. It's good. It's one of those things it's where, good. like, now it's too late, like, to even watch it.
1: That's how I feel about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. There's so yeah, many. I've never I've seen, seen
2: Star Wars
3: either.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take y'all's
3: word for it. It's good. It's great. Don't watch Disney it's, Star
1: Wars.
2: It's terrible. Is that The Mandalorian?
1: Mandalorian's not bad, but. Is that different than Disney Star
2: Wars? Well, I meant the Disney trilogy. I mean, it's absolutely good. When I, when off I when oh, lived okay. with
3: Brad, he was big into the Avengers stuff. So oh, we, yeah. we oh, yeah. watched all of them, couldn't tell you anything that happened in them.
2: Really? You're missing out, man. Look, it's I mean, they were, they were
3: good, but like,
2: it's, it's not just not those, my
1: thing. I don't know. It's movies it's like that. Like it's like the, the fast movies. It's like the fast movies. When, whenever there's a franchise like that, you're either in it as it's going, or by the time it's finished, you're like,
3: well, it's too late now because there's too much. I'm not a big movie guy. I'm more of a TV show guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big documentary guy. Are y'all Yellowstone guys? Big Yellowstone guy. That's Sunday. one thing I do watch. Sunday. It's this Sunday? It's this Sunday. Let's go. It was supposed to be in like June, and then they moved it. You know what else is this Sunday? We roll the stupid clocks back, and it starts getting
1: dark at 5 o'clock Ugh. in the evenings.
3: And did you hear that Oklahoma might not be, you know, doing it, or springing forward? I heard they're looking into it. I That would be ridiculous. I would throw a fit. I thought that they were looking into not falling back. No, it they're making they want it to be darker sooner. No, that's well, nonsense. Throughout why the would you why no. would
2: you want that? It no.
3: has to do with like waking up and it being light outside. Like otherwise no, everyone nonsense. would go to school. That's nonsense.
1: Nobody it, wants it to get dark at five o'clock. But like if you okay. left, if
3: okay. you left it if you left it the other way around, it would be super dark in the morning. That's fine. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm okay with that. Okay, here's a good example. Whenever you guys were in school, right, did you get up earlier in the when the fall was back than you do? I didn't. No. You know the main reason because it's colder. Yeah, you want to sleep later when it's colder. The sun doesn't make it not as cold, so you want to stay in the bed when it's cold.
3: Long story short. Wait, so fall
2: back. I hate
1: falling back.
3: Fall back.
2: Do we, we set our clocks back an hour We, so we get an, extra, we hour get an extra hour of sleep? Yeah. But
1: I don't care about the extra hour of sleep. I'd rather it get dark at six thirty. Fall back is or, when
2: is when you can go to the bar and it's supposed to <laughs> shut at two and it stays back open. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. doesn't it doesn't
1: the time go yeah. back
2: at 2 mm-hmm. So as yeah. soon as it hits two, it's one. I had a friend that used to work there was, at a bar and he freaking hated it. There, oh, was was a, sure
3: there was a bar in Kansas City that would throw a party every time it really? was a fall back. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's a
2: good uh, promotion.
3: Yeah. It's a good
1: promotion. All right. Uh, we are going to fall back into the Mayakoba. Everybody uh, show Ryan some love on Twitter. Let him know you appreciated him joining us here on the 73rd hole. And we appreciate everyone being with us. Uh, next week, we've got a lot more to get into. We didn't get into it today. Uh, we're going to give us some more time next week to talk about the uh, rule, proposed rule change for the greens reading books and yardage books. We'll get into all that next week uh, and much, much more. We appreciate everybody listening. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org and listen next week to the 73rd hole the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma.